you got it. You got. You really got to say that it has been a slow news week when it's just a bunch of tradies punching cops <laughs> and just uh, like the New Zealand team going into Pakistan and going. Mm, I don't like the look of these teenagers. <laughs> Is that all that happened this week? No, there's more. Oh, wait. I'm not sure. I swear there was more. Oh, no, no, we already is more. We've no. got a few other segments, but because don't you think that the tradey thing is, yeah, it's just not on what's happening in this world today? Anyway, uh, yeah. dude, the tradey thing is just them being like, just being like, all right, we filled in our quota of making sure that the port of Melbourne has some fishermen wielding bats. All right, see you in a few years. Like, it's not even news. No, it's it's He's news, right? People. That's so the difference between Melbourne and Sydney these days, their wharf is still filled with a bunch of Libs and Greeks <laughs> uh, have like, you know, rudimentary makeshift weapons. <laughs> and our docks are just filled with Libs and Greeks selling fish. <laughs> <laughs> but no one wants to buy fish out of the Yarra. So what else are you going to do? That's it. I'm making a nail with a board in it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Okay, so uh, there's a, a, a. I do empathize with them in the sense that if they are, um, with the two week lockdown, and they aren't able to work, that is something we can empathize with. Because oh, for sure. Because you know you'd like to eat and shit, and then I'm and also as, not for mandatory jabs either. Well, there's no mandatory. Oh, yeah, no, in their case, there is. Yeah. I honestly, I, I'm not, I don't have that level of sympathy for people that don't want to jab. I'm like, fucking force it in. Just hold them and <sighs> put it in Jesus while they're Christ. crying and saying they'll complain. Why not? Uh, Why not just let them get it if they want it? Who cares? Well, I don't know. They they're saying that it's compulsory or whatever. But I am more I'm more talking about the lockdown and how frustrating it can be for them. Because yeah, the government pays you money if you're unemployed, but these guys are trading. Like Jordan was saying, they own Lamborghinis. Seven hundred dollars a week is yeah. not cut it for them. I mean, to be honest, when yeah, I was that's just two weeks. That's what, what I mean. Yeah. Fuck. I haven't been able to work in two years. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Jordan go like on strike. In the streets. I suppose it'd be a pretty pathetic ride if I was just like, that's it. I'm going down to CFMEU and seeing if Luke <laughs> Lewis, Luke and Lewis, <laughs> the podcast, <laughs> want to oh fuck up John Sedka. <laughs> I'm just imagining Jordan at like, at the front of CFMU with a picket and uh, with a fucking with a fucking like sign and the sign says up your Patreon up your Jordan Shanks Patreon cheapskates. Same <laughs> <laughs> amount of cops at the end of the year goes. <laughs> there, there is something to be said about how <laughs> the Sorry. entertainment industry and like musos, comedians, anyone that like deals with crowds has been at home for the last two years without a word, and two weeks of construction lockdown and all hell breaks loose. 
It's and not, to be it's honest, not just that, sure, though. It's the I, I don't know. You, you, you might have to check the stats on this, Ali, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the average construction worker makes more than the average comedian. And also, I think the average comedian earns less than $700 a week, so they're basically in profit. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're, they're afraid of the lockdown ending. <laughs> and Ali, don't you think that's that not... average comedian has two meanings when you are an average comedian? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, Your average is, that's just such a good way to describe an average comedian. Average. <laughs> well, they're usually below average. So I don't know if that's the best way yeah. to describe them either. Uh, uh, okay, look, below average is I feel really uncomfortable being here. Mm-hmm. Average is uh, I wish I wasn't here. Uh, yeah okay okay but but you think most comedians are like that huh you're saying most comedians are like that that you go in there and you don't hate them but you're like um i wish i wasn't i feel that there's usually either you watch them and you go oh that was actually good you're a good comedian or you suck you should not be near the mic there's no i never find anything in between yeah all or nothing because humor is like either it works or it doesn't. And if it's not working, it's it's horrible. Sure. Hey, you know what? Yeah. And look, to all of this, I've got to just make this point perfectly clear. I like construction workers a lot more than I like virtually every comedian on earth. And I think that them getting in a punch up outside the CFMEU is way funnier than what most comedians <laughs> 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 Why was it outside the CFMEU headquarters though? Because they what the CFMEU union is for construction workers, right? But why did they decide that that was the place they were going to attack? Well, because they were they weren't deciding to attack it. They're just trying to say that we're construction workers. Bill Shorten came out with something, and he said most of them weren't even uh, CFMEU uh, unionists. They were basically just like randos that went to Lowe's and got like a $2 vis, uh, a high vis shirt and started to pretend that they were construction workers. I feel like there's a conspiracy over there somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's like that far out of the realm of reality that construction workers would uh, think that vaccines don't work. Yeah, like there's a whole. What's there's a reason that Mislove feels like a brethren connection with these people. <laughs> <laughs> what's this whole thing with rent a crowd? I heard of that somewhere as well. That apparently you can rent a crowd for protests. No, it's probably not. Well, well, you just go on starnow.com. Hey, Ali, Ali. Oh, yeah. Bill Shorten also called them man baby Nazis. I would urge Bill to avoid the word Nazis, because that's something that they use against us all the time, saying that everything is Nazism. Uh, let's just call them uh, uh, babies. Baby zingers, rather than man-baby Nazis. Academic attacks, working-class traits. Yeah, I just don't know if like anything you don't like can be termed Nazi, unless it's Nazi. No, I... Yes, obviously. Yeah, I'm not so- for these protesters, but like that's a stupid thing to say, in my opinion. Um, anyways, but either way, Miss Lovesy, do you have any empathy? 
yeah, I have empathy for people that are decide, that don't want to take the vaccine and are being mandated by the government to do it. But like, what's the dude? Uh, someone actually shout out to whoever sent me this, but I can't. They wanted your reaction on it. It was a small clip by Chomsky. Mm. I'm gonna tell you what he was arguing, but and when I read it and I was like, that's so ridiculous. Chomsky's lost it. So he was saying that people that aren't vaccinated should be isolated. Now that sounds ridiculous, but when I actually listened or watched him it kind of made sense. So he was essentially saying that you can't mandate a vaccine because that's that goes against every democratic fiber or whatever. So you're saying you cannot force people to get vaccinated. But if you choose not to get vaccinated, you still have a responsibility for the community. Yeah, you and do. In this case, if you are... Uh, if you are a threat, then you also have the responsibility to isolate yourself. But how amazing that uh, Chomsky has become the internet's version of that uh, fat black guy with the gap in his teeth on Bill Maher. Who? Like, you know how they just always get that CIA spook that just looks like he's had his head beaten in heaps? Jay-Z? So much like if Jay-Z... Uh, you know, just just always got the double whopper. He he just looked fatter, Jay Z. You know double. what I'm talking about, right? Like double Babushka Jay Z. Babushka Jay Z. Uh, you know, right? But don't you think that that's what Chomsky's become now? Where you just everyone there's always some podcast that'll have him on and be like, so what do you think about the Steelers winning the uh, the, the uh, you know the the grand final? Well, the Steelers did work very hard this year, but <laughs> really quite go. secondary to nuclear war and climate change. <laughs> go go steal, go Pittsburgh. But don't you think he's just he's on he's on the net so much these days? He is, and he is he's kind of uh he's getting slightly old and he's losing it a little bit. But he's like, but Ali, don't you think that this is now a perfect time for him to exist? Because gnome looks like a gnome. (laughs) Yeah. Well, now he looks like he's being geriatric. Now he looks like he's been living in a cave. Have you seen him with his massive beard? I'm telling you, man, I don't not like anything about it. Even your point of, oh, he says stupid things. I like the fact that it's always this kind of, yeah, we've got Noam Chomsky in the studio. Noam, uh, celebrating 50 years of Howard Stern. What's your thoughts? I particularly liked the segments with the midgets. (laughs) 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 Do you think he he knows who Howard Stern is? Uh, He's done so much media. Dude, he does. Uh, No, he's he's upset. He's still shitting on... um... Rush, even though Rush is dead, I don't think he no. What did he say? He's just like, Well, the the media landscape because the Rush Limbaugh has been really fragmented. I think he's not aware that Rush is now dead, right? Or he's so close to death that he does that thing that dead people, people that are close to death, do of seeing people that are already passed. (laughs) So he's been talking. In fact, I talked to uh rush yesterday and he's still full of his insane ideas 
<laughs> see a small clip of it, but he's actually sitting there saying, uh, ever since Rush passed on, heaven has become 22% more conservative. <laughs> I spoke to Jimi Hendrix last week and he was really said Rush was really bumming his vibe. I'm trying to find that Chomsky thing. The name Heaven is becoming nothing more than a ceremonial name. It's <laughs> don't you think even no Chomsky would find some uh, issue with heaven? Yeah, you would. That the is Curly Gates are a representative of the one percent. Yeah. Why can't uh, they be iron bars? You know, they're more practical. There's no right of appeal. It's simply just one man who gets to decide whether you've been good or bad. There's absolutely no judicial oversight whatsoever. <laughs> Dude, Buttsuit Barnes said heaven is a literal gated community. <laughs> <laughs> did you spit? Did you do a spit take? <laughs> Holy shit, dude. But, Buttsuit Barnes just made Jordan spit. Butt soup Barnes is not Barnes. an average. Kid. Are you a bowl of soup that was sipped on by Buttsman? <laughs> Would explain your comedic flair. I am a huge fan of that call. That is Ali to answer. So you. up Chopsky's alley. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to our second because we have extensively covered this trading issue really well now. Um, Tradies in Queensland, are they about to riot out front of the chapter of CFMEU in Brisbane? Orcus. No, no, not Orcus. What's Orcus that? Orcus is... Oh, the, uh, the submarine. I wanted your take on this, both of you. It's a responsibility, Jordan. I'm sorry. You, I have to say, I've been silent on this for so long, but this is exactly the sort of shit that you're supposed to call out or you go down the gutter. I it's know what you're going to say, both of you. And I'm with you on this one. What? Wait, go, go on. Say China it. Think, needs to be balanced air. No, I think it's fucked. <laughs> I think it's fucked. <laughs> Dude, things you never hear on the Friendly Geordies podcast. But yeah, go on. Well, that's not really true, but... Well, even you, you're kind of just like... Just with this one, I... I this is what I think they should have done. Just take the French subs. No, it's not about the Why? French subs or any other subs. I really don't care about the French aspect of it. Hang on, I hang mean, on, hang on, hang on. I know you don't care about that, Ali, but I care about why Mislo thinks we should have taken the French subs. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, fair enough. I <laughs> forgot he's a nuclear engineer with expertise on this topic. Yeah, why the this French is superior to the, the Russian muff? <laughs> <laughs> I'm anti-nuclear. I'm anti-nuclear anything. Oh, is that it? Okay, I just thought that you were sitting there saying, they're clearly a superior bill. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm not pro-nuclear for anything. It's so weird as well that the French aren't making nuke subs. Well, Miss Love, here's here's something. They don't plan on putting nuclear warheads on it. I know it is that. a nuclear-powered submarine. I, I know that, but that's still nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the, I think the first lesson they teach you in international relations is that it's not about what you have, but the capability of what you can have. 
and so which is why this nuclear submarine issue is um is so troublesome because from the perspective of an adversary they're not going to be like oh they're just using nuclear submarines because they're low on gas the country that produces gas they uh, nuclear submarines are basically a tool that you can uh that you can use for long-range ballistic missiles carrying nuclear warheads so essentially that is the dangerous angle and so this is just started an arms it has it started an arms race because if you if if you get a nuclear submarine what do you think is going to happen china's going to be like oh shit we're going to get wrecked by these seven submarines i suppose <laughs> we go back to obscurity and forget the chinese project they're going to they're going to buy and build other shit that can counter that and what happens after that is that America is going to be like, oh shit, the Chinese have uh, this, this, blah, blah, blah. So you need to buy all of this shit from us to be able to secure yourself. The main takeaway point is, I think it, uh, Paul Keating uh, said this as well, that essentially by the AUKUS agreement, we have signed ourselves to any, any, uh, any possibility of a war or incident in the Asia Pacific involving China. So we are going to be party to it. There's it, imagine if there was like some sort of kind of a escalation tomorrow where uh, I don't know, uh, the Chinese flew jets over Taiwan and actually dropped a dummy missile as like a threat. And the US uh, perceived that as like an escalation and decided that no, we're going to have to counter this. At that point, we can't be like, hey, I think this is an overstretch. We're not going to be part of this. We have signed ourselves to be always a part of any uh, escalation Shit. in Asia Pacific. And Sorry. dude, the, the Americans, you listen to these American um, uh, generals <sighs> and these uh, uh, naval commanders, they're not talking about if there will be a war with China. They're talking about when. And their when is six years from now. What? They're prepping for this shit. Hey, that army guy we met in the sauna was right, Jordan. Yeah. So basically, huh? it's but... going to be disastrous for us because we, because America's going to be safe. They're too far away from the thing. By the time the Chinese, Chinese don't intend on waging a war uh, at, uh, in mainland USA. The war is going to be South China Sea and Pacific, basically where we live. So we're going to be fighting the war as if we were American. So they're going to be fine. Anything that goes wrong, we're going to have to face the brunt. And this is my, uh, this is my analysis that Scott Morrison, first of all, is a fucking moron. I'm sorry I'm using harsh words here, but this is a, a moronic thing that he's done because he has done this as a countermeasure to hawkish Chinese rhetoric and also uh, the tax uh, barriers, the the tariffs of how Chinese are using economic coercion against Australia. And his idea of countering that is to get nuclear submarines. Damn. What Just think about idiot. what a moronic escalation this is. Now, he would argue that this is a reaction. We're not the aggressors over here. We have reacted to a perceived threat, which is becoming more and more clear in Asia Pacific. But the problem is 
that you've got an action, then you have a reaction. And for that reaction, you get an action and then another reaction and then action, another reaction. Somewhere along the line, you forget which one was an action and which one was a reaction. So you're both just on this path of constant hostility that can only end if either there's some kind of a massive peace agreement uh, or there's a war. And war is more likely in this scenario. We've just signed up for World War III in writing that no matter what the situation is, we are going to be a part of it because Chinese put tariffs on wine. I feel like when that happens, we're going to look back at it and go like, yeah, maybe that cap sav extra 2% wasn't worth it. Wow. The wine wars of 2030. A bit uh, less whelming than uh, Franz Ferdinand getting assassinated. On that note, I'm getting a beer. And for those people that think that it's China versus the rest, I want to like also inform you tragically that Asia Pacific and all the countries in it are very divided over this. You've got Indonesia that canceled a trip of Scott Morrison. You've got Malaysia that is talking about um, how this is going to lead to an arms race in the region. Then you've got places like Singapore, which haven't said anything about it. Then you've got places like Vietnam that have actually said things in support. So it's not about who's on our side or who's not on our side. The more pressing question is that these kinds of actions are dividing Asia Pacific, which is again, leading to a fertile ground for some kind of an escalation. Don't you think that Kevin Rudd has a really smart way of looking at it? He always just plays dumb, I think, when it comes to these big international conflicts with trade and war, where he goes, I think it's a capital idea, boys. How about instead of making it orcish, we make it chalkish. Just get China involved. Yes. That, yeah. well, that's, no, that is 100% correct. And that is the way out of it. Now, the, now the Australian, so China has applied for the Trans-Pacific Partnership, right? And they are, they're wanting to get in on it. Their biggest hurdle to that, guess which country is the biggest hurdle to a Chinese entry into Trans-Pacific Partnership? Not the US, fucking Australia. So we have tied our approval to their joining by going back to the times when China didn't have any tariffs on all of this stuff like wheat, wine, blah, blah, blah. So basically, the one thing that could reduce the threat levels in Asia Pacific, which is getting them involved in economic trade agreements, is being opposed by Australia, whose threat of an escalation is significantly higher than people that are not even opposing it. I do. I just Scott Morrison thinks he's some kind of an excellent chess player. When he, I don't. I think he plays the game really badly. If it was someone that was incredibly smart and knew exactly what risks would get what kind of a reaction. I can get behind it as a tactic, but this guy doesn't know shit. Yeah, but don't you think that he's not playing chess? He's playing Hungry Hungry Hippo. He's just playing a different game. He saw this as a great opportunity to increase his view in the community during lockdown. 
which is, uh, yeah, you know, you thought this virus was bad. And let's be honest, it was probably formulated by the Chinese deliberately. Well, I'm going to protect you with nuclear subs. You'll probably get rid of that shit out of the air. If what you're saying uh, is correct, then that is treason. You cannot risk your country with a large-scale war based on electoral polls. So I'm not saying what you're saying is right, but if you what you're saying is right, that is straight-up treason. That is not in the benefit of anyone. Even people that are super Chinese, anti-China, when you get into a war with them and shit gets real, I bet you a lot of them will change their mind about where they stand on. And by that well, point, Dan, it's going to be you know too what? late. Go on, sorry. No, I'm just, by that, by that point, it will be too late. Then if that happens, then even people like me who are constantly warning against this would have to then basically adopt a favorable opinion of Australian uh, foreign relations because then it would be treasonous not to. But while there's still time, while there's still time for us to speak, I want to get this on record. This is a stupid, bad, an incredibly dangerous move. Yeah, look, I do think that in a lot of ways, people will look back at Scott Morrison as being the most, uh, the, truly the worst prime minister out of all of them. Because he actually was a, a dangerous combination of severe incompetence in some areas and severe competence in others. He knows how the game works on a bureaucratic level. But that's all he seems to understand is optics and getting things through a maze of paper pushes. But anything that actually matters to being a prime minister, such as judgment, caring about the country, a bit lacking there, uh, you know, I, I guess just just like kind of like an interest in, dude, basically. What, what is that man's interest other than sheer personal advancement? I really can't see it in any field. Like, I, even when it comes to someone like Malcolm Turnbull, I thought that he just had this view of the world of, the world is pretty great, except it'd be nice if queers got married. You know, he had <laughs> something else, regardless of how small it was, something external that he cared about. Tony Abbott clearly did. I really can't see it in Scott Morrison. And that, I think, is just a perfect example. The fact that he is willing to sign up to something that is that catastrophic internationally just because it'll boost him in the polls. I, I think there's a lot of pressure on him from the cabinet. There's a lot of players within the cabinet that are basically... Their, their worldview is complete in complete alignment with the U.S. establishment's view on things. And there's, a, there's an inherent problem over there because the U.S.'s threat perceptions are completely different to Australia's threat perceptions. The worst case scenario for the U.S. is not nearly as bad as the worst case scenario is for Australia. And I think that <clears throat> people like Peter Dutton are, in a way, sort of convincing him to have a more uh, hawkish approach towards this. And I think he is, because for the same reason that you mentioned about uh, being connected to the base and electoral reasons, I think he is unable to resist it. Yeah, that's true, actually. He is 
the weakest prime minister, I think, in living memory. I mean, Julia Gillard, I, I don't know, I, I guess just because there was more cohesion in the Labour Party than there would be in the Libs, who make their identity the fact that they're just a bunch of individuals conveniently converging together. But as soon as that convenience is gone, so is the alliance. Mm. He is in a particularly weak position. You're right. I really didn't want to go into the AUKUS thing, man, because i got to say it freaks me out. I think that I honestly do think that radiation poisoning, as, as Mick and I have been learning about this week, this was our fun little week, how there is a complete insect collapse. I think that's the first way that we're going to go, most likely way that we're going to go. I honestly think that climate change isn't as big of a threat as just the general increase in radiation being emitted throughout the planet because it's just so much more lethal. And so many opportunities for there to be a meltdown, so many opportunities for all the, the, the missiles to just go up. And there's so many options. There's so many been so many moments throughout the last 60 years that it's really been in play where that really could have happened. And mm. we just keep compounding more and more of those chances on instead of less. So I think I honestly like that's the main reason. As soon as I heard nuke subs, I just I, I didn't want, I wasn't on that train <laughs> when I didn't even want to know about that train. Yeah, yeah I can imagine you hearing it and just being like, la, 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 I never heard it. Yeah. I, I remember like in the 60s and 70s, there was something of a nuclear submarine may pass through the straits near Tasmania. And that was enough for the entire country to halt. And they had to like reconsider that decision. What yeah. was it? What Where was did that Australia go? Oh, wait, was it Australia or New Zealand? I know that New Zealand was always extremely anti-nukes. I think even Australia was like, there was something of like a vessel. This was when basically, uh, what's his name? The guy who started the Greens. Brand. Yeah, Bob Brown. He, that was his political awakening. Like I read it in his book how. Um, oh yeah, he, that's right. And so that's when I found out that there was uh, this huge protest based on uh, nuclear submarines being even close to Australia. And somehow in 2021, that is not uh, that is not a concern for the politicians. No one cares about anything anymore, do they? In fact, actually, just on that note, don't you think that Bob Brown's autobiography should have been entitled Bob Hope? <laughs> yeah it was it was a it was a very very lovely <laughs> all right i'm gonna fucking change my shirt or like just turn it inside out because I'm- <laughs> yeah, yeah. take it off and your pants come on take it off in front of the camera come on put on a g-string do it come on i want to see it let's see some cock can't get back here get back Ali, here. if you don't flash yours i'm gonna flash mine as soon as you sit down you can't hear us he's unplugged He's unplugged from the Matrix. Yeah, he's he's well, near right now. continue on with the uh, second big tragedy of this week. Miss Love listened to a two-year-old podcast of American Rosso. Yeah, just as big a tragedy. Absolutely. Here's, here's, here's the take home. Ali, sorry. You, look, as much as you teach us about international affairs, we have to teach you about national. <laughs> yeah, teach me <laughs> That's about the give and take of this podcast. I mean, I could talk forever about the, the nuclear subs because it's fucked as well. But uh, I'm happy to talk about whatever. 
Oh, we can go back to the nuclear subs and we will, but I... It's depressing. Yeah, but I think that this is more depressing. Yeah. Is yeah, it, let's just keep it going. still on air. Here's what's, the take. On, what's still on air? We have, you, you know who Merrick and Rosso are from us, right, Ali? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've listened to them as well a little bit, like their old ex, uh, clips. But what did you think about them? Yeah, they were cool. They were just like the boys hanging out. Man, oh, we just had, yeah, go on, miss. Sorry, but we forgot about this. <laughs> With the whole nuclear thing, just to jump back to that, what about fucking, what about fucking Biden forgetting ScoMo's name? Oh, like, yeah, I should have made that point. We're all was, doing this for a guy that doesn't know our prime minister's name. <laughs> that was Dr. Phil 122. Dude, and there was a great meme I saw, <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> And then Biden looks over and he goes, ah, yes, who could forget? Dear rat boy. And they just turned ScoMo into the rat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but thank you, Dr. Phil. That had to be said. Wait, what did um, he call ScoMo? That fella from down under. So he said, I'd like to thank Mr. Boris Johnson and uh, Jack over here. No, he was, I'd like to thank uh, uh, Boris he didn't even say Mr. or Prime Minister Boris. He just said Boris because he knew him. He knew his name. He's like, I'd like to thank Boris and also um, <laughs> that fella down under. Thanks, friend. <laughs> this. Oh, man. How gutted would you feel? <laughs> well, particularly when you've like signed up for nuclear destruction on behalf of this country, it must be a real punch in the gut. Jesus. Uh, and it really punches said, him. Thanks, in the gut pal. This is it. My profile boosted the president hanging out with me. And yeah, thanks, champ. Uh, uh, it's high school all over again. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, people are saying it wasn't friend at the end. So he finished with pal. Doesn't make it any better. <laughs> yeah, pal's even more condescending. Yeah. Thanks, pal. <laughs> thanks, pal. Uh, Why didn't he get... Because uh, he doesn't actually like him. I reckon that's it. He uses skip for people he respects. No, he he doesn't skip. know him. Skip. He's he's just for him. Well, it, I I guess part of it was also that he is getting senile and shit. But also, it's hard to keep a track. I remember the White House correspondence guy, uh, called Malcolm Turnbull, uh, Mister Trumbull. Tur- Tr- yeah, Trumbull or something. Trumbull. <laughs> yeah, what that like, Mister Tumnus from uh, Narnia. Mm, yes, that's what they considered our prime minister to be—a guy from Narnia. Well, he does look like it as well. Can't you imagine him with little goat hooves saying, "Would you like some Turkish delight and tea?" <laughs> and I can imagine Scott Morrison being one of those uh, minotaur creatures that was in the war at the end. But that's just me. You know, in the comments, if you think the same. Dude, what, <laughs> why isn't this whole nuclear sub deal something that should have happened under Trump, not Biden? Oh, no, probably dude. making. I, I, I'm good. Again, I'll say this once more. And for every uh, Democrat affiliated person out there, in terms of foreign policy, Trump was significantly better. Like you, Jesus. dude, even with this, uh, did you guys check this out? Like this is how 
bad the Biden administration is, is handling shit. When Afghanistan happened and there was a fallout, people were climbing up on planes and shit, right? Uh, the U.S. received threat that there would there could be attack on the airport, and there was an attack by ISIS K. They were so so. On one hand, they were getting a lot of flack from the media for not handling Afghanistan withdrawal correctly, right? And then on the other hand, you have this terrorist attack that kills American soldiers. So you know what Biden does? He bombs a random fucker. Later on, we found out that the person that he bombed, mm. claiming to be ISIS, I heard was about that. actually a, a U.S. NGO worker. Oh, really? I yes. Thought it was just an innocent. And now the U.S. has gone on record to admit it as well. Yeah. It was some poor fucker who actually worked for the U.S. and his family. His family too, hey. His family too. That they just randomly bombed. Jesus. That's how. Uh, credible these intelligence reports often are. Jesus Christ. And this was at least Trump. Trump had I remember Trump had one bomb. It was a bomb that he dropped in Afghanistan that killed like hundreds of people which was fucked. But other than that really? Trump was an extremely risk averse president. He didn't wage wars. People were always saying oh uh, Trump's going to attack. Trump's going to like attack Korea, Trump's going to attack this place. Yeah, but he didn't. He went he to didn't. lunch with Korea. In fact, yeah, he did efforts to actually reduce tensions with North Korea. Um, Trump, I don't know. I'm just saying Trump's foreign policy, not as bad. I think he, he's... Yeah, he, that's true. But don't you think that, again, I think that when it comes to AUKUS, surely that's not a decision that presidents make. Surely this is just U.S. industrial complex. Yeah, but on the other hand, with things like this, it is the U.S. industrial complex, and it is a bipartisan thing. I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Biden uh, was like behind this. However, you need to convince a president to take these big steps. And usually it's a bureaucracy that's saying, okay, we need to convince Australia and the U.K. to join this AUKUS trilateral agreement. Biden would be like, all right. Uh, Trump would be. Trump might ask a few questions, and yeah, sure, that's not gonna uh, that's not gonna get rid of it, but it can pause it. Mm. I'm uh, Trump as a domestic president, bad. Trump as a president for the world, not as bad, in my opinion. It's always just the same with the Democrats and the Republicans. It's just. One wants to create an ecological collapse and the other one wants to nuke the planet. God, what a choice. Fuck. I think I'd choose the nukes. What I just said is not popular. Huh? What I just said is not popular amongst the audience. But like, Uh, what are they saying? You should check out his tweets. Bullshit, (laughs) Ali. He just bombed people without telling him. No, I think no one tells people before they bomb them. Yeah. What? Yeah, they're not polite like Israel, all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Either way. Oh, edgy. Edgy, George. Yeah, like, Ali Loki has a MAGA hat in his closet. I actually do have a MAGA hat in my closet. <laughs> yeah, he does. I do. I've never it's worn a real it. one, but he yeah, tried. It's a, it's a fake one. It's a Chinese one. Ooh. <laughs> Oh man, it is. Look, it is absolutely fucked. Like, 
what what is the advantage of a nuclear sub anyway versus a regular sub there is none except for what he said just uh weapons capacity that's the reason that they say they'll they'll give other reasons of oh yeah it's more efficient to run it this way not as many carbon emissions but really it's just so they can still that's all bullshit and every every country in the world knows it which is why there's a hue and cry about it no one cares about (sighs) using nuclear power as just exclusively power yeah i do well, yeah, uh, you yeah, do. you do, you do. <laughs> but <I'm just> saying, <laughs> You're the the last man standing. The president of Indonesia doesn't care about it as much as Jordan does. He does I, care I, uh, about nukes. I can't believe, uh, can't believe it. Like I'm saying it, but uh, we need Paul Newman in power. No, Labor. We need Labor to uh, get 100%. in. One hundred percent. We desperately need, need Labor in power in Australia. The Vegemite guy. Well, yeah, that would be great. But no, no, we, we need Labor. We need, like, we need Kevin Rudd to come in and just be like, let's everybody calm the fuck down. Man, I've Take- noticed Labor, just not even Kevin Rudd, Paul Keating, Bob Carr, just generally speaking, Labor ha- has a much better way of handling China. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I don't care if fucking Kevin Rudd comes back. Even with Albo, I can assure you, things will get a lot better. In fact, if yeah. Labour wins this next election, I predict that China is going to remove those tariffs. Yeah, look, can you imagine I, that? Can you imagine? I would just be spending... I would be, like... as it, like, Isn't China's problem now? We have too much money. I'll tell you who doesn't have enough money. Labour Party coffers. <laughs> just seed a billion yeah. dollars into that. You that's can't gonna, do that. Look great. That's Christian Porter had to resign for that shit. You can't do that. Yeah, but there'd definitely be a way to launder that money so that it comes from like hey. uh, Chuck Schumer Industries. <laughs> <laughs> that's another... That's Hunter another Biden Corp. Present yeah. $1 billion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Flag Lovers Inc. <laughs> Dude, that's another story though that uh Christian Porter resigned. So, like, whatever goss one of your editors had on that story is not necessary now, Jordan. Just so you know, you, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll you, I'll just tell you in advance. Tell them to not care about that anymore. There you go. Wait, wait, wait. Resigned, resigned, or just resigned from cabinet? Because we all know that. Did that happen today? Did it? Wait, has he not resigned from Parliament? Has he just resigned from the Cabinet? I think from Parliament, isn't it? I think he, yeah, I think it's Parliament. Hang on a second. Well, then, what? So there's going to be a by-election? Yeah, no need to make up terms, dude. Don't be childish, right? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Man, if that's the case, Labor's not going to win it anyway, are they? But if they did, that'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Man, probably for the best. That'd be pretty cool. You're a fucked man. Dude, where's your fucking sporting colors? Back them and say. Well, he's gone. I'll preface. I'll say something. Hey, what? Huh? I'll say something else because Miss Love was gone. Miss Love, we couldn't hear what you said. Oh, fuck. Oh, wait, no. Maybe I couldn't hear what you said. I I just said, Jordan, back your team. Fuck. I had a discussion today that, you know, made me feel not very good about our chances in the next election either. No, yeah. don't say that, dude. There's, there's literally World War III writing on it. Fix Shit. it. 
fuck. I don't know if you can. I just look. What it, is it? Comes to campaign. Well, it's just when it comes to campaigning, because everyone always just thinks, oh, <coughs> birds of the same wing. That's they. They're all in it and they're all cashed up. The Labor Party really isn't that cashed up. It usually is outspent by the Libs five to one, sometimes ten to one. Who the hell is saying that they're cashed up? Idiots. Mm. The usual. Yeah, they're not. Uh, Barnaby Joyce wants him back in the cabinet. Barnaby Joyce wants what back in the cabinet? Christian Porter. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was just like, he'll be back. Don't worry about that. Pretty much Bill Burr's core about Louis, Louis C.K. when he left in disgrace. I'm glad he's gone. I don't... I, I, Bishop Porter. Can I say this? Nothing was ever proven. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but he did that shit, dude. <laughs> you just look at it. He did that shit. Allegedly. But I'm saying he did it. Allegedly. <laughs> Yeah, 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 as we all know, that's just your opinion, isn't it, Ali? Which is so stupid because it's like, oh, you're on a podcast. Isn't everything you say an opinion? I can't, isn't this weird that it's like you have to prove that what you just said is something that you think? Yeah, I can't oh, prove it. But apparently, and you go on the Kyle and Jackie O lie detector. <laughs> uh, people are saying he's not gone from the parliament. He's still. Yeah, that's there. what I thought. There'd be oh. no way they couldn't. He couldn't go. He's oh. a backbencher now. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks, Cedar Fifteen. I think he should really resign. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't understand how he's like fucking clinging on to this. Well. I think that you've uh, missed something here, Ali, which is that if they don't have Christian Porter, they don't have a government. Shit. So I agree is with you, Ali. I really do think he should resign. No, but like, are you serious? Is it by like one seat? Yeah, man. They're basically out of there. They don't want to be in the humiliating position they were in for six months where they may have lost one bill that they didn't even give that much of a shit about. Mm. Are you allowed to do a call to arms on podcasts for murder? Is that allowed? No, no, you shall not do oh, that. Okay. Miss Lowe, do not. We get what you're saying, Miss Lowe. <laughs> you're just curiously asking if that's capable or not. You're not. <laughs> no, look, I'm very freaked out about this whole nuclear sub thing. Same as same as Ali. It's I. It's it's not good. I don't. I don't need this. COVID was enough. We we don't need this. I think well, I can converge everything that we said at the beginning of this podcast when Miss Love said, wouldn't it be great to punch a cop? Come <laughs> on. Wouldn't it be great to punch Scott Morrison? <laughs> Don't, it would be great, but also very illegal. And hence, it would be very discouraged on this platform. Sure. Yeah, definitely. But it's just like the footage when I saw Tony Abbott getting punched, I thought that poor man, he's done more for this country than you have. <laughs> But like, if I saw that happen to Scott Morrison, I just imagine it would be like one of those inflatable clowns you punch. Mm -hmm. Surely there's. Can't, <laughs> can't we can't we just throw a shoe at him like they did in Iraq with Bush? Hey, yeah. we've already got the whole shit on my. Watch that like the Matrix Jesus. was sick. Was like, oh. oh shit! Don't say shit like the Matrix. <laughs> we've already got that whole shit on my palms and cheese. We don't need more of that. What's the whole shit on your palms and cheese? It's just like certified. <laughs> so it's just hello. 
What are you talking about? Know. You just don't want shoes thrown at politicians because you don't want more halal. I'm just saying. It like, is a very Muslim thing to do, I will admit. Just throwing a shoe <laughs> yes, at authority. Oh, right. Is it? Yes. Why is that the ultimate sign of disrespect? Because the shoe is dirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Is that why? Yeah, you solved it. Only to be topped by throwing a dog at a politician. Yes. A dog. A dog. Or a big piece of ham, which obviously Scott Morrison would go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like No, you reckon Scott Morrison likes ham. Don't don't you guys don't you guys feel that like if you look at China in terms of it doesn't seem as you say, it seems as if their economy is just based on infrastructure. They, they're econo- they, they, they aren't an empire economy like the States. They're, they're not, they're not, their business isn't war. So, so why create a problem? I know that's a way oversimplification. Way, 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 no, way, no, way, way. Allow me to oversimplify it because no, the over- US's business model is based on that. But, you know... When people lose their jobs, they're flexible and get other careers. Can't can't America just become can't there? Yeah, except be- as we've seen in Melbourne, tradies and the US are just international tradies in Melbourne. Miss, I'll I'll really simplify this to can't make they it just a point. Be, can't okay, but can't America just be like we are now shifting towards the almond wars and just focus on almonds instead of weapons? No, they can't. Look, look. Here's here's the thing: the South China Sea and Asia Pacific. Just consider it, consider, like, you know, for trade, you need security, right? Some people that can secure your trade from one country to the other. America has had the security contract. So they're basically the guards. China, that is now that it's growing, is saying, actually, we're going to take over the security of South China Sea and some parts of uh, Asia, the Pacific Ocean. And the U.S. is saying, fuck you, we'll fight you, but we won't give up the security contract. Essentially, Why? that's it. Because they make a lot of money from it. But just they also, they also, not only do they make money from it, but if you're the guard, then you are basically in the best position to do or uh, to, to do anything. You basically have control over the area. They don't want to yeah, give up but, control. But can't they just... Can't they just be happy? Can't they give up control of that area and be happy with 70% of the world? Apparently not. Apparently not. And that's the unfortunate bit. Like that's what that's what since the since like what 2005 onwards, the entire anti-war lobby's perspective is that you need to get used to the idea that you're gonna be getting 70% off it. And America's like not without a fight. It's just go without a fight. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They don't want to do that. Like, well, that's Keating's perspective. I mean, isn't that amazing that he's the smartest man on earth, but he still has the same conclusion that the every man would. I suppose there comes a point where you just get into that bubble and you are smarter than the average person, but the group think sets in, and so you sit there and scoff at Keating as if he's some sort of whack job. When in reality, all he's saying is, you had your time in the sun. And just like when uh, Shane Warne turned 45, <laughs> okay, like, 
you had a good run. <laughs> you do. Especially in cricket. You had many, many good runs. Wait a sec. Yeah. Maddie, Maddie's think- Mashington said, no, China claims South China Sea. They don't want just to give security to it. They claim the whole region. Yeah, the, when they yeah say they but claim- that's another way of just, it's an alarmist way of saying what they're saying, which is like, it's just this. We're the biggest economy on earth. We claim our backyard. I mean, yeah. yeah. And anyone who sits there and is just like, oh my God, it's like. But wait a sec. Wait can a sec. you okay, imagine? Our planet. Imagine but, Cuba but, decides to start calling shots around the Atlantic Ocean. Guess what happens? Actually, you don't have to guess it because it's already happened. They face a huge blockade. That's what happens when you start messing around in America's backyard. I'm just saying the rules should be consistent. Yeah, but like, what about the argument? Like, I know why everyone's scared because there's just this constant propaganda from the US about how evil China is. But really what they're asking for is way more reasonable and sane than what the US is saying, which is essentially we control the entire planet despite having a smaller GDP. Mm. You're a nut. And the only people that have legitimate concerns about that is not the US or even Australia, in my opinion. It's actually countries like Japan and Vietnam that are within their backyard. So they actually have a genuine concern. But see, see, that's what I was going to say. Like, you can... I understand what you're saying. I'm just playing devil's advocate here, though. But it's like, you say South China Sea, that's a big chunk of Indonesia, Vietnam, Japan. Would it be unreasonable? And I'm not saying, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Would it be unreasonable to think that their security measures could be compromised? Because the South China Sea is all of Vietnam's coastline, Borneo, you know, the yeah, Philippines. Yeah, a, a lot of countries, a lot of countries. So Philippines, yeah. So is that a valid concern? I'm not saying that America's approach is fucking, or our approach is anywhere in the realm of sanity. I'm just saying, is that fair? Is that not fair? Okay, okay. Let me just flip it around. Just to put it out of perspective, Cuba says that our navigation and we're being blocked by the US yeah. And this is a legitimate concern for us because our coastline is dominated by the U.S. Navy. Yeah. Hence, we're going to seek nuclear submarines from Russia to protect ourselves. Which Again, is what happened. It is exactly what happened. And guess what happened? We call it the Cuban Missile Crisis, where yeah. JFK threatened nuclear war over it. Yeah, it was close. This from Again, if you just think of it from Chinese perspective... This is a move that's similar to that, right? Where the, you're moving, or at least capability, you're moving a capability of nuclear arms into their region, mm. and their response is not that we're going to nuke you just as yet. So, I'm just saying that it should be consistent. Yeah, no, but I'm saying just on a purely, in terms of morality, ah, oh, not morality, like. Is it unimaginable to think that like Vietnam and Indonesia and the Philippines and not Japan, but those countries, the poor ones essentially <laughs> would be bullied around by China and they and they, you know, and they don't want to be. They would be. They they would be. They most certainly would be. But this is what 
I think we need to come. The reality of this world is that's you can, they have you the can power. move they have, aside from they have like the power. books and yeah. all of these bullshit ideologies. Mm. Realism yeah. is means that the power always uh, gravitates towards money and uh, affluence. True. Sure. Sure. So if you have those concerns, I'm not saying those concerns are illegitimate. Those concerns are very real, but you need to still consider that you. Look, you can't eradicate China, right? China is always going to be there. Yeah. So you need to come to the re- you need to come to terms with the reality, yeah. and you need to negotiate yeah. and find out a workable solution. But if your solution is that somehow you're going to restrict this incredibly uh, huge and rising power a few kilometers away from your coast by getting a hired gun such as U.S. or Australia. I think this is a wrong approach. Okay, let me ask you this. That's a that's a very well said. But let me ask you this. Yeah. Ideal scenario, ideal. So every basically Kevin Rudd runs the world. <laughs> no, we've got Rudd, we've got like or Albo, uh, America somehow gets to its senses and you know backs away it's and goes Jimmy Door. Just backs <laughs> <laughs> just no yeah they hire like you know uh uh they hire um what's that what's that like guy's name again the the fuck jordan we were talking about him the shock jock who was in the ramones basically was like how big is your penis that guy oh howard stern yeah howard stern's president is like look let's just back up i like chinese food i, I ate chinese food growing up in new york it was great that guy's <laughs> uh, um so, you know, it, it, the, the military industrial complex just gets to a point of rationality and reasonableness. They give up that, not the whole region, just being like, yeah, we're going to not like push you. Let's, yeah, you, you can get South China Sea, don't go any further or I'll be angry kind of thing. Mm. What happens hypothetically down the road, 50 years, 100 years, I mean... Can, uh, can the world exist with two superpowers owning 50% of the planet each? Is that even possible? Yeah, it is. But unfortunately, and this is again the realism talking, and I want to squash yeah. some bubbles. You can reach that, but what precedes it is unfortunately a war. Because these matters are usually dealt with. Because at you this point, can't. China is saying, we've got the capability to beat you in South China Sea. The US is saying, oh, no, you don't. We're going to send warships to Australia. You're not going to be able to beat us. And that's what the tussle is. The only way you can figure it out is to actually have a fight. And then you know exactly where things are. So if let's say in a scenario where there's a fight and the U.S. is beaten in South China Sea, then you're going to automatically see U.S. move to a bipolar world. They're going to very readily accept it because they've uh, been dealt a defeat. Yeah. If an opposite scenario happens where China is beaten and the U.S. and the coalition is successful, then you're going to have China shut up and move back to their positions and not challenge the U.S. and South China Sea because they've just fought. They fought for it and they lost. So unfortunately, these matters are often held, if not in most circumstances, held by battling it out to see who's right, who's in how much water. So what you're saying is war is inevitable. I'm saying war is not inevitable, but war is is likely. Jesus. Because we're already in a cold war. 
So a kind of war is already happening. It just depends on how hot it gets. How hot it gets. And the way things are going now, there is a a more a greater likelihood of it becoming hot than it becoming cold. But I'm just saying okay, I'm Sorry. just saying yeah. given given give me seven steps to the most ideal situation globally that could possibly even happen in the realm of reality. Just seven things. Like try do you get what I'm saying? Man, there's one. It's what? just if it's just if the US pulls out of the South China Sea and says it's yours. Right. Yeah, that would be ideal. That's what they want, obviously. But that's also something we know is not going to happen. So what ideally you should be having is in a, in a completely rational world, what you should be having is the US realizing its diminishing influence, also realizing that the Chinese economy is only uh, three or four years away from being the largest economy in the world and coming to understanding these facts, realize how do we ensure a secure Asia Pacific where the interests of US, Australia, Vietnam, Japan, and China are secured. You're gonna to have to put China in this equation as well. Yeah. So yeah. then all you do at that point is negotiate settlements. Mm. What is exactly that China wants? It says we want all of South China Sea. Okay, you're not gonna get all of South China Sea, but let's figure out a way where we can jointly manage the security in the region. Same or degree. delegate certain areas of the South China Sea to China. And yeah. actually, something that will never happen, but hand over parts of South China Sea to uh, China. And also coming up with a way to ensure that Japanese yeah. national interests, Korean national interests, Vietnamese national interests, and Philippine national interests are met. And I will also say one thing, that if in this likely scenario, it's possible that not all of the national interests are secured. So you might have a country like Japan, which is a huge economy, and mm. it's one of the biggest countries in the world. They are more likely to have their demands met. But then you've got a country like the Philippines, which unfortunately might not get ex all of the stuff that they need. Yeah. And that's just the reality of the world we're living in in 2021. So we have to come yeah. to terms with it. No, I get that. But is that reality, the one that you just put forward, uh, like it's a, it's a, it, it can be done. Like, it's not something that's like, it's very, it can, it can be done with a couple of strokes of the pen in theory. Okay, so uh, Raphael88805 says, China isn't interested in being a good international actor though. So if you believe that, then what I'm saying is not possible. So right. if you believe that China is, is an evil organized, is an evil empire that's hell bent on not being a good international actor, then obviously what's happening right now is the right move. It is my opinion that they nobody wants to be a bad international actor. Mm. Nobody wants, nobody wishes destruction upon themselves and their area. So I would, I would say that this assumption, although has elements of truth in it, but it's not completely accurate. It is flawed. You can reach a settlement. And yeah. the gravity of the situation is you have to reach a settlement. Yeah. Or you have to go for an antagonistic approach and then we'll see how things work out. I'm not saying we'll lose this war. We might oh, even win it. Jesus. But we, I would even go to the extent I'm saying 
no, I'm not going to go to that extent. We we might win it, and we might lose it. So then, if you think that but China, China at war with China, yeah, no, nah, not a chance. No, no, uh, the U.S. Navy is the most superior navy in the world by many folds compared to China. Yeah, but uh, how go- before it turns into a nuclear conflict? Nerdy well, sense. that's the thing. So <laughs> nuclear, nuclear conflicts—that's not a lot of time. Nuclear conflicts, yes, it's not, can happen, but I wouldn't say that a nuclear conflict is likely. Even with the nuclear submarines, I don't think a nuclear conflict is likely. I'm saying a conflict is likely. Again, the reason like, why why wouldn't you just go to nukes? I don't. That's the whole reason that because Russia, both nuclear. of them have nukes. It was the thing that it, during the Cold War, uh, uh, international uh, relations theorists called MAD, mutually assured destruction. Exactly. The same thing that's happening with China now. Yes. So what I'm saying is, again, I would go against assuming that China is a stupid and irrational player. They also understand that there are uh, consequences to their reactions. So if China proceeds towards nuclear, using nuclear weapons, then they also know that the adversary is going to use nuclear weapons. So the the threat of them using nuclear weapons diminishes. It only comes as an extreme last resort. However, a conflict does not always have to be nuclear. And those conflicts can be very devastating as well. It's just a slow burn. So like I said, I think in the current climate, a conflict with China is likely, a nuclear conflict with China is unlikely. Really? Yeah. I hope to share your optimism. I don't even think that it is from China. I think the U.S. has a real track record of Kennedy just going, I'll do it. So help me, Charlie. Oh, I'll push the button. Jesus Christ. It's so fucked. It's just like... And also, the fact that Richard Nixon was sitting there just being like, it's war in Vietnam. It's going on for too long, Churchy. You don't think we should drop the bomb? I don't think that's done yet. We're dropping a bomb to disturb you. Okay, let's get lunch instead. Oh... <laughs> Should we drop the big one? It's so, it's just so... The big one. I mean, even... The big one! Even thinking... Funniest president ever! Like, even thinking back to fucking... (laughs) Even thinking back to, like, Hiroshima and Nagasaki in World War II, and it's like, that still blows my mind, no pun intended. It's like, how... Because there wasn't... There wasn't mutually assured destruction. America knew it could get away with it. I know, but it's just so... Nuclear weapons are the most evil form of weapon in the world. I mean, bombs. Bombing civilians is just like, how do you justify that? Like, I don't think that's justifiable, bombing civilians. I don't, ever. Mm. It's never justifiable, ever. Because it's like, how can it be by definition? Like... It's just, you can argue it how you want, but it's just... Have you heard the phrase, there are no rules in love and war? And this is war. I have heard that, but for fuck's sake, like... Unfortunately... Human beings, I'm really really erring on on the side of human beings are inherently evil. Like, yeah, Jane Austen's nice and all, but for fuck's sake, the the evidence would really suggest (laughs) otherwise. Well, I've got a Marxist take on it. Jane Austen. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's. I've it's, got a Marxist take on that. Yeah, humans are not inherently evil. 
However, right. the combination of human interest with uh, economic might and capitalism forces them to be evil. Look, you know what? Sign me up, CCP. I'm starting to fucking... <laughs> no, you don't have to sign up. They usually talk about hunter-gatherer societies as being not violent, but I think we know that they could they could have been pretty violent as well. But look, in a way, I, I think... would have fared the best in China out of us three. Jordan. Ali. No, yeah, Jordan, yeah. you would have been executed, dude. Yeah, I would have been executed. Miss Love would have starved to death. <laughs> Ali would be exactly where he likes being in life. A dingy office with a flickering light. Except that I would have uh, not the Simpsons Australian flag, but a hammer and sickle in the background. <laughs> That's the yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But God. your job would just be kind of like, uh, you need to count how many peanuts were imported into Xinjiang region. <laughs> And you would be very happy with that as well. You'd be more happy with that job than this one. Now, in fact, I've just got to tell everybody who missed out on the exclusive Uplight Patreon that you can sign up to to get more of this incredibly uplifting chat. And, and sign up to see if I live or die. It's still not over. What's that? Well, let's see if I die from COVID or not. I'm still waiting for my final result. Still not over. The game. Oh, yeah, alive. the saga continues. <laughs> I just love that. I love how Jordan and last pod was just like, yeah, sign up to the pod to see if Miss Love lives or dies. Like, technically, the game's not up. I've had three negatives, but I can't leave until How many I... sign-ups did we get, Ali? How many people were interested in seeing if he's alive or not? Yeah, the answer might disappoint you, so... Mm. Oh, Lay it maybe, on me. No, no, Four no, no, people. no. Maybe, maybe, like, maybe 10. I'll take that. Well, that was lower than my lowest estimate. That's great. Mm. Yeah, but it's still good. Hey, I'm, we're not complaining. But I Hell did no. get a lot of comments on that saying like people advising me what I should do. And if you want Actually, to hear more dude. about it on the uplate. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, oh, you're uh, with your, with your job problems. Yeah, yeah. With my job problems, but there's no job problems. I love my job. I don't understand yeah. why you are Jordan. Listen, because you I'm don't. not leaving. I, you are, you will be my friend. This is a very ethnic thing, but when you become a friend, you die a friend. So you're not, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just thinking, I was thinking of doing part-time shit. No, but that's what I'm saying. The fact that your dream, your life <laughs> dream, like, okay, my dream was someday I'm going to make it big on stage and bring the yuck yucks. And Miss Loves was, I'm going to be one of those coked up fuckheads that jumped in the crowd and beat someone up purely because I've had that much myth that I'm just amped that night, yeah? Don't even play. Don't even pick up me guitar. That's... <laughs> Someone's got to do it, yeah? <laughs> Someone has to rock that hard. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, but your dream was just like, someday I will grow up and I will fill out a lot of forms called C37A. And I wouldn't be sure what it does, but that is my dream. And then you grow up, you're like, oh, I'm an internet celebrity. Oh, I failed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, all right. You've, you've made your point. We'll talk about it on the uplate. But last segment, because we are all going over time. Um, AOC and Met gala my what dad's do you guys calling views? should i call, can i answer my dad on the pod and say call back 
Yes, no, please. just talk, talk to him on the phone. His voice. Hello. Hey, um, dobro, dobro, kak si ti? Ja možeš pričat, jesi negdje? Ne, na pod sam, ne mogu sada, mogu te zvat natve. Nema, nema problema. Hi, Tony. Just so you know, Tony, you are a very nice man. <laughs> Jordan just said hi. Yeah, I'm working, I'm live right now, you are on the pod live. Okay, 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 excellent, excellent, sorry, sorry. Uh, just go with your uh, with your work. Just mention uh, <laughs> mention to Joey that I will uh, uh, give her a painting. That is my promise. So it will happen. All right. Talk to you later. Talk to you. Bye. Bye. Yes. Ciao. Ciao. The Bella Bradgic special: promising things and then not delivering. That was that was weirdly arousing. This. Sorry. You speaking in a foreign language was weirdly arousing. Oh, you yeah. like that? You Too like bad that? It's huh? Croatian. Oh, you, it really you is the Vietnamese of European language. <laughs> Just really drop the ball. How there's all these sick Asian-sounding languages like share, 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 and then like uh, you know, like Adibeska, and then you've got Vietnamese just being like like stop sounding like you're chewing gum. Well, what's your what's your what's your interpretation of Croatian then? Just this. Swarm, a wrong country, but accurate. That is accurate. Close enough. Like, let's be honest. That I've seen shawarma in Croatia. It's just called like pip pip. <laughs> <laughs> Buttsuit Barn said, Miss Love Croatian ASMR OnlyFans, get it going. Yeah, I, I imagine, again, there would be 10 people that would be interested in Hell this. yeah. If, yeah. if I can find my password ever. Miss, the amount of people on Patreon that want you to actually do a live stream of you gaming, retro yeah. games, is incredible. You really need to get on that shit. Dude, I, that's like my... Okay, if someone said to me, just just after you know uh of course podcasting and musician if someone's like what's your dream job you, those things are out can't do music i'd be like well if i had to be honest my dream job would be getting paid to sit on my ass and play goldeneye and just talk about how how fucking stupid the club is you can't would, do that there's a demand for it bizarrely. How I, but how <laughs> how do i do it i don't know how i'm too i need one of those i need i need like three cameras and some guy cutting between being like yeah okay we've got a 61 gamer one just donated a dollar i'm like yeah sick oh shit yep yeah. oh, i killed him killed him like i need you the infrastructure i like how to you that is as impossible as becoming a rocket scientist <laughs> rocket scientists would be screen record rocket scientists would be easier because the steps are all there i need to be given the steps i rocket scientists is easy Go to uni. These are the start. Go to this class on this time. These are the different units. This I have no idea. Miss, just that. Google it. I've you really again. You're making me so angry. Both of you. <laughs> the, the complete opposite reasons in life. Ali has like way too high ambitions in life in a weird bureaucratic way. And Miss Love is just like 
That'd be amazing. And like while he's lying on the couch, imagining himself lying on the couch. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. Once again, clarify. Yeah, there we go. I, I mean, oh, a green tail today. Yeah, I went for, went for green. I thought, you know, St. Paddy's Day, yeah? Listen, um, do you ever sit up? Do you ever sit up? I, not if I have to. He only gets up if he needs a toilet. Really, the best Christmas <laughs> present you could get that man is to just put a hole in the couch. <laughs> All right, if we're not, if, if, if you... No, 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 we could do the final one. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. AOC and her dress at Matt Gower. Oh, the big one. Ending on the big topic. Good one. Look, this, this needs to be addressed before we begin this. This is a poll, right? Some, this needs to be answered definitively. Is AOC hot or not? What? That's not even Panthera. That's just... That's all... Panthera. No, that's a genuine inquiry. I cannot make up my mind. Yeah, dude, hot. So no, weird. She has one of those... It's the Seinfeld episode with the woman in certain lights looks like a supermodel and in the other ones looks like a donkey. Oh, is it, is it wrong panthera panthera uh, uh, is it wrong is it wrong come I on was more what? interested in the politician that she is and i might i just want to say i'm very disappointed in her met gala attendance i just got i just got a text from beatrice to, uh, affirming aoc is hot <laughs> Oh, there you go. Well, can you get the poll going? I want to see who stands on which side. And also, you can make the third option of, like, certain lights. Dude, okay. If you look at the comments right now, everyone except for MKAZ, you, is a hot. Okay. Well, I'm just asking the question. Someone needs to. MKAZ, you, says a massive no. And I'm, I'm a little weirded out by it because if she's not hot then i don't know who the fuck is but that's not the point the point is how the hot. fuck i'll tell you who's hot rose bird she has a little thing called class no tax the rich shirts at the mitts for her <laughs> there's something nice and golden you know i thought you were gonna say rosie o'donnell <laughs> well some things are beyond a joke aren't they <laughs> I don't think that I don't I think the audience is just like we're not doing that poll. I don't think they're interested. Yeah. All right, well, give me this poll then. Who's hotter, Rose Byrne or AOC? Here's the poll. Who's Rose Byrne? She's that Australian Here's the poll. actress. How many times do I have to tell you who Rose Byrne is and for you to look her up and say, Oh yeah, she is hot. Have you seen <sighs> Bad Neighbors, Miss? Oh, Seth Rogen. okay. Yeah, you did tell me. Yes, she is very attractive. I'll give you that. Yes, yes. All fair. No one has a problem with AOC being a socialist and attending Met Gallows. Yeah, I really don't see why everyone freaked out about it. I don't know why it was a talking point. Is What's it just the... because the word tax was on her ass? No, I don't, know I don't even care about the tax bit. Well, that was just cringe. But more the fact <laughs> that her... Was it, did you think it was cringe? Yeah, of course it was cringe. Because how could you go to Met Gala, dress up, take photos, and also say tax the rich? It's just... you. I understand how it's the perfect place because it's just filled with rich people. But also, if you're a socialist, stop attending Met Galas. 
That's right. not that that is not a place that you should be but, uh, like, fighting for the counter argument. Right? She got the message tax the rich into every media publication on earth. She just wore it on her ass and she looked like yeah. an ass wearing it. Well, but she did make the message got across though. No, it didn't. Well, now all of a sudden we're How could it not? It was on her ass. <laughs> well, I mean, it was it's a it's a lame way of getting an getting attention, but dude, any attention's attention, right? No, but this is not going to help uh, tax the rich. It's just going to give ammunition to mm. Ben Shapiro to right. tell how True. much of a hypocrite you are. And you are a <sighs> hypocrite. Like you're attending a function that is attended by the elitist of the elite and you you're getting invited there which sort of tells you that you might be losing a bit of your uh, mm. working class credentials. But not only do you go there, you wear tax the rich as like a big fuck you. That mm. just shows tax me that's what it's showing me she's just really? what i think is the bigger point of all of this it drew my attention to what the met gala actually is what and is it? i what think is it? what everybody doesn't get is aoc's dress was the least disturbing out of all of them <laughs> what about oh, lady gaga <laughs> taking the worker to the next level Kardashian, Kim Kardashian. What, what, what is this thing? What, what? So they just—it's a chance to dress like an idiot. Is that it? Miss, yeah, miss. Just look up Kim Kardashian Met. It's horrifying. Okay, and miss, that's not the worst. And also, explain to me how is like the burqa wrong and this okay? Hold on. What am I? What, let me see. Let me see. Kim Kardashian Met. Met. Hold on. Met Gala. She's wearing a full-on. She's oh, for fuck's sake. What? 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 <laughs> What, what is with like the the couple of like Kim Kardashian and Kanye obsessing with wearing balaclavas? It's not edgy, dude. Get over it. Well, now we've solved the bigger problem, which is how dare Kim Kardashian? Dude, what is okay? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm saying it. I'm putting it out there. Fashion is fucking stupid. Yeah, fashion is stupid. Like, what what is the point of this? Like. How is it? How, these aren't statements. It's just, I just look at it and I just think meaningless. It is so meaningless. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not opposed to art and culture, but like, surely this is just taking the piss. It's just I like, think you're opposed to art and culture. Miss. I mean, it's an excuse for art and culture. It's like, this is artistic. How, how is it artistic? So you think that's more offensive than, AOC wearing tax to rich on her ass. I don't know if it's more offensive. I just think it's, I'm not offended. I think the whole thing is stupid. And you know what though? I think that I'm I'm kind of offended by the whole thing because it really just look at the dresses and then look at the costumes in the Hunger Games. Exactly. It's the same thing. I look, I'm probably just softening my old age here, but like, I don't know. I think the AOC dress is the least offensive dress, dude. Yeah, me too. I think the same. It's the least offensive. It's like... Look, the problem is I was was a fan of hers. I genuinely... You know all the stuff that you guys hate about her policies? I actually like that. I don't hate stuff about her policies. I think she's... Some of her rhetoric is... Like, I, I think she's 
it's like spot on with a lot of stuff. And I think that with a lot of stuff, it's just placating and virtue signaling. That doesn't mean that I think a lot of her policies probably are good. Yeah, they are good. But I'll use something that will trigger Jordan. But I think she missed the mark with this one. yeah i I completely disagree i think that she was spot on for doing it i think that things like that are great and why not take the attention Mm. draw it on yourself honestly up until then i didn't like anything she ever did publicly i thought she was just annoying just some chick that like hammed up being from the bronx being like you know, you know, you know what she reminded me of, which is exactly what she is. It was like, you know, one of the B team panelists on the Young Turks now in Congress. Right, right. You know, I'm kind of getting to the same conclusion that I think people of your yesteryear had, but and also this is Bill Mars as well. But can everyone get out of politics until they're at least 70 years old yeah i agree with that oh yeah, like young people in politics actually, is always cringy always uh, maybe, maybe they always actually make know. an ass of themselves but, like okay. literally made an ass of herself i i agree with all that but just one don't you think her wearing tax the rich at a met gala is a big fuck you to the working class because it's basically, she's trying to justify her attendance, really. She's I saying, can sort of oh, see yeah, that. Yeah, I'm going to the Met Gala, but guess what? I've got tax to rich on my ass, so that makes it okay. I just want to say... See, it I do not, see your point. I do, it okay. I, I do see Ali's point. So you, is, you know what? It's just the, the intention that it conjures up in your mind. Because my intention when I see that is just like, she was thinking, yeah, that's sick publicity. And I think, yeah, great. But if you sit there and you think like her, just some annoying chick being like, I always wanted to go to the Met Gala. Oh, fuck, fuck. Junior Bernie Sanders. Um, but, okay, okay. Is this a stretch? I know people, there's a lot of people that aren't for me with this one, but is this a stretch? <clears throat> a politician should be slightly different from Logan Paul? Yes. Yeah. Obviously they should be. But come on, that's Trump's whole shtick, being Logan Paul as president. Yeah, yeah but that like, shouldn't be... And it was bad, with better times, as we just said in this podcast. On no, a that, serious that, note... That shouldn't be the fucking benchmark. Why yeah, not? And, and Trump was horrible as a president. I, I know I said all of that in terms of his foreign policy, but domestically, he was one of the worst presidents. Yeah, but... He uh, got uh, there, and it, like that's the whole game of politics, is to just grab attention. Yeah, but that is attention. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Why is AOC such a phenomenon in the US? Because she's just because ninety percent of the people just wrote, "Yeah, she's hot." No, she's she's clickbait. She's clickbait friendly. Why? Because she says stupid shit. Is that why? Well, some would argue on point shit, but the other adversary would argue stupid shit. Either way, everyone wants to talk about it because we're talking about it as well. Yeah. I think uh I don't know. I, I like uh I, I don't know, I don't know anymore. It, like I, I dude, I'm going down this fuck rabbit hole. I was watching I was actually watching Bill Maher, some old Bill Maher thing, and they were talking about there was a guy on who was talking about how 
social media was supposed to uh, bring everyone together and create a diversity of opinion. And what it's actually done is the exact inverse of that. And what's going to happen is that's going to proliferate, like continue to get worse and worse and compound and get worse and worse. And it's just never going to get better and it's going to get worse and worse. And it's like, it kind of makes sense to me. And I, I'm trying to figure that out. Like, I think I, I'm trying to figure out whether getting off every single form of online media or social media is like, should be, should be a mainstream state of mind. A mainstream state of mind? Yes. What? Most think- people should get off social media. They don't. It's the opposite. Most pe- It's just more and more people. Yeah, yeah just, just remember who pays your bills, Miss. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? You make a living because of people using social media. YouTube isn't social media. What are you talking about? What the fuck is wrong it, with you, Miss what, what do you think social media is? TikTok and that's it. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Not YouTube. YouTube is social media. Well, we're all right now. What you're on right, right now, social media. What is much just any media that you can do with like no basic investment, really? No, you can interact with people. Okay, fine. Okay, okay. Interact with people, but yeah, just think about any platform where people are talking. And there's not really expensive yeah, okay. cameras zooming in on them with a little Toyota slogan. Sure, sure, but like I think video footage is a little bit more fluid than a fucking a fucking photo media where you're just sending photos. And Twitter, which is like what a hundred characters medium, there's a little bit of a distinction between talking to people as if you're face to face, as opposed to ten fucking sentences that just gets uploaded into the fucking into 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 the hemisphere and then it's just endlessly there's like a there's like a a need to feed that this is a little bit different to that i'm not talking about it's need for speed <laughs> i'm not talking about this i'm not talking about i'm not talking about youtube i'm not talking about actual media like videos i'm talking about instagram and twitter and facebook yeah but that's just magazines magazines and community newspapers but look all i'm saying is that is the effect that is having on politics and on people's mental health and psychology and state of mind is like dismal and profound yeah well that's where i would say that you as in the individual audience member should get off it. However, due to the fact that the English language doesn't have a plural of you, I also mean when I say that you shouldn't get off it. Hey, there is a plural. It's called use. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that. Thank God. Here's the, here's, Finally, yeah, here's... can we just introduce that already? <laughs> it's there. It's introduced. It's not there. It, I, I, <laughs> what, I look in the dictionary. I know it exists as a word. Joy, what the is fuck it? is wrong with your palm? What did you do? Yeah, what'd you write on it? I drew a cool picture. What oh, is it? I thought it was a burn mark. Oh, that's Looks a cool like picture. That is a dude, that's like a Picasso. You yeah, like that's that? Really good. That's that's awesome. <laughs> you tell that as an NFT. Yes. Be sweet Mary Titi, bro. That's <laughs> sick. All right, boys, we're overtime. 
Okay, just remember everybody, tax the rich. <laughs> <laughs> and sign up to the Uplate Patreon because that's not social media, you facts. I don't All care right. what you tell me. See you guys next week. Bye.